Welcome to episode 50 of the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I'm right here. And Drew Shepard. Our 50th anniversary! <laughs> well, not quite anniversary, but... <laughs> I mean, considering how long we go between recording episodes, it, it may as well be our 50th anniversary. Right. <laughs> About a year between each recording, so, you know... <laughs> Oh, all right. We've got, we have not recorded in a long time. Now, I stay in relatively close communication with both of y'all, but y'all haven't talked for months at this point. No, I don't so know what's don't going we, on with John. <laughs> why don't we give some life <laughs> updates here? Who wants to go first? Mm, I'll go. I'll go. Um, so, so John, I'm just going to talk to John here. Um, in <laughs> yeah, June, fine. I'll just listen in and interject. See, yeah, and I'm sure <laughs> I'll, mod- I'll moderate, I'll make sure everything stays, you know, stays above the belt here. Sure. So, in June, Amy and I went to Hawaii. Um, we had an amazing trip. It was the first time, I mean, neither of us have ever been to Hawaii before. And did you get to see these waterfalls behind me? I, I did. Well, I, did, I don't know those waterfalls, but we did see waterfalls. <laughs> my, for listeners, my Zoom background is the Nibu, uh, Niagara Falls or whatever. Is it Victoria Falls? I don't know. Where they're having a picnic and they, they talk about a lot of cringy things. Anyway. There's a Victoria Sorry, Falls there too in Nibu. But, um, so, <laughs> so we did all those. I mean, we did the touristy stuff. Absolutely. We, we saw volcanoes. We... Um, Late, late on the beach, we went to Pearl Harbor. We uh, went to the Big Island, saw the black sand beaches, sea turtles. We just did the whole everything you would expect the tourists to do in Hawaii. We pretty much did the luau's, um, and we had a great time. It was so much fun, and they actually have a direct flight. This was the coolest part from Orlando to Honolulu. So it was one flight nonstop, and it was stinking long, but. <laughs> You know, obviously there's there's no delay, there's no baggage being lost, anything. As long as it got on the plane, it made it there, and so we had a great time with that. That was sort of our big trip this summer. We've been sort of planning on doing that for I don't know nine months now, and finally able to do that. Stayed over there for ten days at the the Disney property they had over at Alani. So that's that's kind of the biggest thing. Um, I told Cliff today. We, we just got new iPhones as well. This is kind of silly and dumb, but whatever. Uh, we just got new iPhones. And the reason it's a big deal is it's not because we have the 14s now. It's because we upgraded from the 7 to the 14. Um, so we, you know, we're not those like every year we get a new one. We are much, very much like the, I don't want to upgrade this until this thing is completely broken. And Apple just came out and said, we're no longer even going to support the seven. So either buy a new one or tough luck, suckers. So uh, we decided we had better go ahead and just upgrade at this point. It's been five years since we've had the seven. So same phones the whole time. So I'm like, where's my home button? I'm missing the home button. <laughs> uh, it's just silly stuff like that. How do I take a screenshot? How do I find the flashlight on this thing? Um, so I kind of feel like my dad asking all these questions, going to YouTube for these answers, but 
So. You'll get used to it after after a few days, and it'll just yeah. you know feel normal again. Man, I'm hoping so. So, but there's a cool there's a cool Hawaii story I want you to tell. Yes. Um. So, do you know what I'm talking about? The helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And so, the the this the events that surrounded it. Oh, okay. I I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I think maybe. you do. I think you do. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> so we did a helicopter ride on the Big Island, Hawaiian Island, and it was maybe about 50, 55 minutes, the ride itself. And they took you over Kilauea Volcano, and it was active. So there was magma. I guess it's lava once it hits the air coming up to the surface. Um, smoke was coming in the helicopter. And it was because it was one of those no doors helicopters. I mean, there was no doors at all. And so I'm at the edge, you know, squished against Amy, who's on this side and open air on this side. And <laughs> it's we're so close together. And, and yet still, like the wind is just beating this side of my arm. I mean, it's it's freezing up there. And um, he's making several passes around the volcano. And so he's turning the helicopter and, you know, you're strapped in here really good, thankfully, because when he turns, I, I basically have my body is falling out of this helicopter because it's no doors. And Amy's freaking out the entire time. She is, she's grabbing my leg and you could just see like white knuckles on her. And the pilot starts making fun of her. He's like, so we're going to be turning here and we're going over a pillar of smoke. So Amy Shepard, there will be some uh, turbulence. So just, you know, prepare yourself. And so we had fun with that. Um, anyway, we had a great time. We get back the very next day at the same airport, the same company had a helicopter go down in the lava field. Oh. And these, I mean, <laughs> you cannot make this up. And we were getting texts from people like, was that y'all? Oh my gosh, are you okay? I was like, we are fine. That was us yesterday. I am never getting on a helicopter again, unless I am getting like <laughs> medically evac. I am no, because it's such a, it is a weird, I've never been on a helicopter before. So I, I didn't know really what to expect. The feeling is unlike anything I've ever experienced so far as the movement of it. Cause you know, I guess with the plane, you know, you take off and you sort of, you're fleeing, pushed back in that sense. But with the helicopter, it's, you don't get any of that. It's just turbulence like the whole time, just like rocking you almost. It, it's really, for me, it was really weird and I, I enjoyed it and it was fun. But after dodging that um, crash, so to speak, it was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to risk this again. So not, in the lava me. field, did they like have to, I mean, did they burn up in lava or did they die in the crash or did they survive? No, no they didn't the pull story? an Anakin from episode three. Um, it okay. wasn't that bad. Uh, it was actually it's hard. Oh, in lava. Wait, did they survive? To my knowledge, I think they all, there was two in critical, but oh, there okay. was two that had injuries, but they weren't critical. Okay. All the limbs intact. Uh, I don't know about the critical ones. I never looked into it after we <laughs> left, so, but they're more machine than man now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, you kept the high ground, I guess, for your flight, right? We did. We did. I said, just get me on that airplane. 
Uh, the ways to die. I think crashing into a lava field is is a uh, is kind of a cool one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, better than like getting old and just pittering out. I really, right? I really wish that's why you upgraded to the iPhone 14. Is your seven went into the lava? <laughs> that that would have been, been awesome. Story. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. That'd have been a great story. I'd be like, maybe, maybe you know, if I just hit video right before, right as it was falling out, that'd be an amazing <laughs> yeah. video of it up uploaded to like iCloud or something. So, so they didn't like fall into a lava lake or anything. They just kind of, are there lava no. lakes? There's not lava lakes. There's little, probably little lava streams. So I, it all just depends on how active, at least where we were, Kilauea was. Mm, and okay. it was, it was bubbling up to the surface of the, the cauldron, but it wasn't like spewing out, blowing out or anything. Right. Okay. So, but it does sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they have, um, you know, the lava fields, which is just the hardened lava where it has in the past, you know, 10, kind of gooped out years. before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Well, 10, 15 years. So it's not very regular. It's not like it happens a few times a year. Um, or anything. I think the last one was five years ago. They had an issue. Okay. So yeah, we had cool. friends living there. We're uh, concerned about some of the lava a few years ago. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not like it's blowing out, but it's, you know, it's coming out and it's just sort of moving along the ground, getting closer and closer. And But it didn't do too much damage. Um, they said they stopped about a couple hundred feet from the nearest building. But other than that, it just took out a lot of the um, the trees and I guess wildlife and such. But Okay, cool. Yeah. It's great. John? All right. So uh, July, not as cool as Hawaii. We did go to the Outer Banks of uh, North Carolina for a week um, for uh, my wedding anniversary. Jessica and I did. And uh, probably the the best vacation I've ever had. I didn't expect it to be as cool as it was. Um, During the week, like Monday through Thursday evening, we had everything to ourselves. It was crazy. In the middle of July, you'd expect there to be a bunch of crowds. There wasn't. Um, we had entire beaches to ourselves. Uh, we went, uh, saw most of the lighthouses, drove up and down the Outer Banks, drove, got to drive on the beach. Uh, not sure if that was allowed in my rental contract or not, mm-hmm. but we definitely uh, had a four-wheel drive, and so we, we took advantage. And it was a lot How of How would they know? Way different How beaches. How would they know? I mean, a little sandy, but. Uh, yeah. definitely Some roads are sandy. Of, uh, right. Right. Oh, there's people that live on the beaches there too. Like houses, they build them on the sand, which doesn't sound like huh. a great idea. Sounds like uh, the foolish man. They do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, and the, there's wild horses out on the beaches there and all. So that's, I mean, it was a really cool, cool trip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. So that was July. Just recently, our, our family dog died, which is really sad. Had her for uh-huh. nine and a half years. Got got hit in the road. She really hardly ever went to the road. She had a, uh electric collar on. We're not sure how or why she went out there. Probably chasing a coyote or something and, uh, and got killed. So that was really sad, especially since, mm-hmm. uh, like, my kids don't know life without her. And so that just happened a couple weeks ago. Um, so that was kind of sad. Um uh, been a really good dog, best dog we've had. So uh, I get attached to my animal. So it was, you know, yeah. it was pretty sad. We had a neighbor uh, with a backhoe um, that helped us barrier and actually just did it for me. So I didn't have to do it, which is good because usually I have to get a shovel out and, you know, dig. And I wouldn't have definitely enjoyed that. Um, 
So that, and then, uh, uh, and Cliff, I, I talked to you a little bit about this, but uh, so, you know, I, I two years ago moved to Kentucky, uh, moved to Kentucky because uh, the job I had in the Southeast uh, kept me away from home uh, a lot. Uh, so like three to four nights a week, I was in hotels, uh, moved up here uh, about two years ago and home every night, but still on the road. I'm in a hotel right now. Um, so I won't say every night. Uh, there's a, a few times I, I don't have. To, what I don't what hotel to has shower curtains like that? Is that a shower curtain? Mine, or a, this, not this a, that's is, a win. Not a shower it curtain. Is, it's a window. It, it looks a like window. a shower. This curtain. is like that thing is. This is like ugly. a Holiday Inn that hasn't been updated in like ten years. Oh, okay. Um, I'm seeing the walls. What are those kind of like puke green or something? Yeah. No. No, they're not. They're a. Uh, they're well, a I'm color blind. Or like yellow. Spanish. Oh, okay. Tannish. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Anyway, not great. Uh, not a great. Most most holiday inns are. are yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, a crummy one. Um, mm. I think I actually stayed in this one nine years ago when I had a different <laughs> position with the company when I was helping uh, do an investigation at a distribution center up the road. Uh, I probably um, felt kind of cool then so, nine years ago because you hadn't yeah, so many hotels yeah. and now the right. hotel official. It was like my first work trip nine years ago. Now I'm like, yeah, that was probably fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I, I uh, so actually my boss that, that hired me years ago uh, to go to, to Bentonville, Arkansas contacted me last week um, said, Hey, I, I've got some job. I've got a job posting. Uh, let me know if you know anybody that's interested. And I was like, well, me, if, uh, uh, if, you know, if it's something that you'd want me doing. And so we talked, uh, for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour last week uh, and then, uh, said, Hey, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. Uh, about an hour after I got off the phone with him last week, he sent me a text and said, Hey, if you, uh, if you're interested, we'll consider that conversation. We've just had your first interview and I'll, I'll set up a second one. Uh, so I had a second interview today, uh, this morning. Right before um, or right after it, we talked, right? Yep. Yep. About 11 o'clock. And then at about three o'clock, he called and offered me the job. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's news to me. That's, That's crazy. So, uh, How cool. Yep. So uh, it's 100% remote. Um, nice. And I don't. So good. I'll be making the same money that I'm making now. Mm-hmm. Um, so ne- you never uh, have to wear be really pants good. again. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I'm not wearing pants right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It'll be lots of Zoom, uh, lots of calls. Um, I'm actually going to be part of a uh, uh, e-commerce fraud prevention team. I'm actually going to be one of the three managers. Hang on. The audio is um, a little bad. Did you say frog prevention? Frog prevention. No, frog, frog prevention. prevention. <laughs> okay. Frogs aren't that bad yet. Uh, I heard frog. Um, right. No, uh, it's not one of the plagues. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, fraud prevention. And it, it's pretty cool. It's actually an international job, remote. I'll be, uh, I'll be working with, the, for, with 1% of the online transactions uh, with the company in Europe, Canada, and the United States. Um, so pretty cool, uh, pretty cool job. Lots of growth opportunity and I get to 1% of the transactions is so much money. (laughs) 
is a lot. Yes, it's in the billions. <laughs> Uh, because it is the not just one percent, but it's going to be anything that's potentially suspicious. So you know, I'm not uh, looking yeah. at your uh, hey, you you ordered a Nintendo Switch. It's going to be like mm-hmm. hey, you ordered thirty Playstations or, or something crazy like that. You know, right? And uh, which I don't even think you can order thirty Playstations. I'm pretty sure they restrict you at one. Uh, but whatever, it's going to be large quantities in the tens of thousands that I'll be reviewing mm. and. Uh, so yeah, pretty excited about it. Oh, that's so good. That's I didn't know you awesome. got offered that. I'm so excited about that. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. I, great. Got the, I got the job offer. Uh, my current boss is not happy. I called him right after I got the job offer. Oh, good. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think he is a, he is a star Wars fan, but I don't think he'll be listening oh, okay. to this episode for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Unless I send him a link to it later. Uh, got but it. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't seem too happy about it. Uh, actually seemed kind of angry. Uh, yeah, well, about it, but that's okay. That's all right. Be angry about your I'm people excited. taking a step they like to take. Absolutely. So again, no not angry. a not a promotion, but I work from home now. Uh, oh, that's a promotion. That's a promotion. You're you're not gonna have to have all. It's so much time. Um, you won't have a commute ever, right? So you save oh, yeah. some money. And on right the commute. now, sometimes my commute is. Two and a half to three hours each way, yeah. mm, depending on the location I'm going to. So, to sure. not have that at all is a pretty big deal. So cool. Um, they used to be based out of Northwest Arkansas. Uh, this this department with about 800 employees, um, and then when COVID hit, they went uh, remote, of course, and then they were more productive, uh, got better results when they went remote, and so they said, "Hey." just close the office and hire some more people. Um, and so it's, it's pretty exciting to be, to be remote now. Um, again, I, it'll probably not start for another two or three weeks, but yeah, I'm pumped. Oh yeah. Super, Super. cool. You, you also get a raise in the sense that you don't have to buy any basically new clothes. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, You're going to, the pants budget, you will, just cross it out. Like, yeah. I'm going to probably own one pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to go to Orlando about 10 times a year. And I can tell you, I wear, I have three suits and I just rotate them. And those are the only three I ever wear when I have to go to Orlando. So it's wonderful. Very cool. That's exciting. Well, I'm trying to think. I was just listening. Let's see. I wasn't even thinking about what I was going to share here. I don't know that my life is that. Well, you know what? You know, there's a big deal. My, my wife is pregnant. Yeah, so, I'm like, Cliff, yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a big. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> kind of a big. I mean, deal. y'all know that, but you know, our listeners, I yeah. guess, don't. So our listener doesn't. Um, yeah. And he so, knows. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you probably, you're right. He probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. Doing February. It's not even Facebook officials, so I don't know, if you're a podcast listener, you've got a mm-hmm. special treat here. I don't know why it's not. There's no reason oh. for it to not be. We're just not on Facebook as much anymore, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so it hadn't been a, the priority to be like, okay, is it time to post? I haven't even really thought about it. So, um, but I do have my plan for my Facebook post. I'll give you all the preview for that. So when Shauna was pregnant the first time, I mean, this was like ten years into our marriage. Um, 
she got pregnant and I just posted Shauna's pregnant period on Facebook. And that was my, that was the way. And I didn't make a big to do it and post any pictures. I didn't make a big paragraph about how excited I was just Shauna's pregnant. People thought that was kind of funny. The next year I went in and found that old post and shared it for the second. (laughs) I didn't even bother typing. I just shared the previous post (laughs) this year. I have a plan. I already have it saved in my phone. As soon as Shauna posts something on Facebook, um, I'll, I'll post this. No text, no anything. I'm going to post a screenshot of the shared post <laughs> of Shauna's pregnancy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's stupid, but you know, that's my plan. So um, I'm working on some, some additional certification to my job. It's really not that exciting. I'm trying to become a CFP and uh, it's, it's just a huge it's just a lot of, it's like six courses. Um, and then a big, massive multi-day test at the end or something like that. A big project to have to do at some point in the middle of it. And, and I really, I've, I feel like I've spent a lot of time on it, but I'm still pretty close to the beginning of it. So I'm kind of realizing this is a huge task that I really need to, you know, really make time for and make happen. Um, and I've been dragging my, I've been working on it like since near the, nearly the beginning of the year and I have not made nearly uh the progress that i should have by now so some of the people that started with me are about to test on their final test so i've been dragging my feet on it focused on other things but um playing some assessments <laughs> <for privacy. laughs> it's hard for me to motivate myself to like do stuff at night you know so um at the end of the day i'm just ready to, to check out and so I, I turn on the playstation and um watch a movie i guess pretty soon i'll be watching some star wars rebels um, which, yep. uh, which I actually am very, very excited about after, um, the, uh, the things that we did for, for this week. So for our listeners, I'll go ahead and transition into it. Um, for our listeners, uh, we don't have a game, by the way, I'm going to try to come up with something fun for us to do week after week. Um, I normally have some kind of a game or whatever, you know, we had our Lord, Lord of the Rings. We saved, uh, um, saved middle earth with star Wars characters. Uh, while we were watching the bad batch, um, um, we can maybe do another, another bout of or wars. I think or wars was pretty fun, but I'll have to write, I'll have to write some new either or things. I don't know. I'll, I'll do some thinking about it. I think we'll have a little bit of time before the next time that we record. Um, cause I imagine, I imagine At neither one of you started your audio audiobook. <laughs> I'm assuming. No, but I do <laughs> have it on my uh, phone. Okay, good. Me too. It's all like okay, downloaded. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, but that'll I'm probably take because it's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not short, right? So it, that may take us yeah. more than a more than a week to to get to our next podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back in you know less than five months. But um, <laughs> all right, so the we read podcast. Yeah, exactly <laughs> the uh, th- the first official like story release. So there was promote. There was some promotional stuff that came out for star Wars rebels um, around the time or shortly after the time of the Disney acquisition of Lucas, everything Lucas arts and Lucas film and, and all that, the dub, basically all the George Lucas properties, Disney acquired that. And I guess they had, I, I assume they'd been working on rebels leading up to that because it came out very shortly after, I think the same year of the purchase. 
2014. Wasn't that when the Disney purchase was? It's 2014. I believe it was the same year of the purchase. Later that year, all of this stuff started coming out for Star Wars Rebels. Basically, everything that was grandfathered into the canon were were the the at the time the uh, six movies and the Clone Wars cartoon and some a, a little bit of the Clone Wars side content, not a whole lot, but like the comic that we read, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, um, and uh, you know, a few other little things. But Rebels was the first really big. Here's here's new Star Wars content post Disney acquisition property, even though I, I don't think it was Disney sourced originally. I think it was in, probably in development for a long time leading up to that. So there was some promotional content that came out, some hollow net, you know, like the star Wars news, galaxy wide news thing, some fake news stories that came out um, with some things that were related. And we didn't read any of that. We didn't mean that. I don't want to try to dig that up or worry about it, but we did read this novel uh, and I don't actually have it sitting in front of me. What was it called again? I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Ezra's Gamble. Gamble. Yeah, Ezra's Gamble. Okay. And which gave us a good introduction into our A. We'll talk about whether it's good or not. Uh, gave us a introduction to Ezra, who I think is the main character of this show. And then we went ahead and watched the four shorts, which introduced some of the other characters in the series as well. So, but we'll start out talking about this novel. Um, I, you know, I, I usually do plot summaries for the episodes when we watch them, just so, you know, if we've got a listener who maybe has watched Rebels in the past and isn't watching through with us as we go, kind of give them a little refresher on 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 what we're talking about. This is a little different because I imagine that very few people, even big Rebels fans, have actually read this novel. But this is probably, I'm assuming this is the, the earliest uh, point in Ezra Bridger's history that we know about. Right. Or at least that we've had an, an active story told in the Star Wars universe. That, that may prove to be not true if there's flashbacks or something related to the Rebel series. But this is a prequel for the character prior to whatever the events that we see in the series itself. So we've got Ezra on the planet Lothal, um, sort of a grass grasslands planet. And he's selling tickets for an illegal, uh, an illegal fight. Um, he's got a mentor. Um for his swindling pickpocketing uh, named Furple Walloway, who I, I forget what the name of the race is, but he's one of these long necked guys with a, with a funny looking head from, I think it was a one. He's not the, he's not the, 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 Oh, what's, what's the race? The cloners. He's not one of them. Cameron Owens. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a Cameron Owen, but he has a similar sort of, look to him where he's got the super long neck and, and the, you know, ball head on the top of his uh, disturbing neck. Anyway, uh, Bosk shows up on this planet. He's selling tickets and it's a legal fight. And so he's, while he's selling tickets, he's swindling everybody he's selling tickets to and extracting more money out of them than really the tickets are worth. And, and, you know, he kind of shows and shows himself to be sort of a swindler at the beginning there bosk arrives on planet hunting for a bounty but he is told by the local authorities that he has to be non-lethal and that's separate from from whatever ezra's doing but he runs into ezra i forget exactly how they run in but bosk ends up hiring ezra to basically help him find the the, the place that he's looking for and then when he's, once he gets to that place he hires ezra again to help him go and infiltrate so that he can catch this bounty and to be sort of a distraction um Everything goes awry 
there's some assassins that are hired to kill Bosk and in turn Ezra since he hired him, right? Uh, but Ezra ends, and there's a big showdown and boss kills the assassins and doesn't get his mark. I don't believe he gets him at all. I don't think he, I don't think he kills. Him. I think he just basically leaves. Um, uh, and, and he's hurt in the escape because he, he basically used lethal force when he wasn't supposed to. And the stormtrooper troop that's been following him attacks as a result. Right. It was obviously a ploy to, to get boss taken out to protect whoever, uh, his mark was for for the bounty. Um, Ezra ends up saving him. Uh, they rush off on a, um, I think on a stolen speeder or something like that. And then uh, they end up uncovering this plot that the officer in charge of the region, the Imperial officer in charge of the, I don't know if it's the whole planet or the region or what, but apparently that officer had killed his superior and was impersonating that superior and running the actual fights that Ezra was selling tickets to at the beginning. Um, anyway, there's a big showdown related to that. I mean, it's not that interesting, but they end up taking him down. And then we have a little sort of epilogue in the final chapter that we'll actually get to later. Um, so we'll talk about that epilogue because the fourth short is, is the events of the, the final chapter in the book, which I didn't know when I read the book, but then as soon as I played that final of the four shorts, um, it was like, oh, pretty, pretty immediately, I realized, maybe not immediately, but within maybe 15 seconds, I realized, oh, we're watching the final scene of the book, which was kind of cool. So, and the book came out first. So, you know, the, if, if you had somebody who was like super pumped about Rebels and was like, oh, I got to buy that book and watch it. And then they, they read the book and then the shorts came out and they're like, oh, okay, I got to watch the shorts before the series comes out. Um, then they would have had the same experience we did, which is kind of cool. All right, general take on this book. Uh, let's let's give it a let's give it a quick rating, and then we'll talk about some specifics. Why don't, why don't y'all give it a one out of ten rating, um, just so we can kind of all know where we stand on it as far as how much we enjoyed it, um, and then we'll we'll see if there's anything to glean that you know going into this rebel series, you know, it's going to make it have been worth our time to spend the maybe two two and a half hours it took to get through the novel. Drew one 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 through ten. What's your rating? To give it a seven. Um, oh, okay. For our listeners who don't know, this is this is definitely a, a junior light novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I give it a seven because of the the readability, I guess, of it, the ease of reading it. It was engaging. It was. I mean, it was. Pre- I enjoyed it in that sense. It it didn't have a lot of downtime, if that makes sense. You know. Sure. That's my big thing. Why I don't love a lot of books reading is, you know, I, I love the Hobbit movie. Well, to extent that we're, I don't want to get into the weeds there, but you know, reading the, Oh, Hobbit we can really is, get into the weeds. Yeah. I don't want to get into the, the statement. There. I love the Hobbit movie. That is, Compared, that's, not the weeds. that's like a big can of snakes. Compared to up, so. like say the book, which is, We'll it's like saying I love episode two of Star Wars. I mean, come <laughs> on. Ugh, or episode one, even worse. Oh, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like some books can spend five pages describing what the scenery looks like when you open the door. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just, that is not the book for me. And this was not sure. it at all. It kept right. to the essential details, it yeah. kept the pace nicely. And so as far as just reading it for enjoyment's sake, um, 
we, I was in Hawaii when I read it. So I was on the beach reading it. Maybe that influences my opinion a little bit, but I mean, it was, I was fine with it. I was, I enjoyed it. Good. Great. John, give us a rating. Um, so <laughs> I'm way off from, from where Drew's at. I'm at about a two. Whoa. Uh, with this one. Two? Um, one of my least favorite things that I've done for this podcast is to read this really? book. Really? Oh, wow. No. Um, Oh I uh, <laughs> I usually didn't get three pages without falling asleep. Oh, um, just about okay. every time I picked this book up, um, I didn't I didn't like uh, the way Bosk was portrayed. Um, oh, I, okay. I, I don't I don't see him being a somebody that that gets along with some kid with a slingshot arm. Um, I don't know. I I didn't. It did okay. not keep my attention, even though it was right to the point. Yeah, uh, I would. Uh, I would have rather definitely each chapter have been a two minute short because uh, then at least I could have gotten through them without falling asleep. So yeah, yeah. sure. I Sorry. I'm right in the middle. I was not on. I was not in Hawaii on the beach. Uh, <laughs> so that may have that may have something to do with it. Uh, I'm right. I'm right in the middle between. Had I been. I'm right in the middle of between. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you, John. I keep thinking that you're at a stopping point, but um, I'm in the middle. I'm I'm at like maybe a five or a six. Uh, I I enjoyed it well enough, but I was also pretty bored. Um, I I it was not exciting to me. I didn't really it didn't didn't really endear me to Ezra. I didn't dislike him, but it didn't give me any reason to like him. And I feel like that should have been the main objective of the book. Is like. Not just let's tell some random story, but let's endear people that are going to pick up, you know, bother to buy this book at $13.99 and watch it in anticipation of this great rebel show that they're looking forward to. Like, let's give them, let's give them something meaningful. And I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of that. Um, I feel like if you've never read this book and you've seen rebels, it's probably not worth your time. Uh, but I did enjoy it. What I and I actually enjoyed the end uh, a lot. Um, I didn't mind the portrayal of Bosk. I actually liked the portrayal of Bosk. I thought it was kind of cool, and I I felt like he appropriately didn't really care about Ezra. Didn't really care if he was in danger. Uh, he didn't really want to give him anything. He actually sort of cheated him at the end of it. Right? He promised him this you can have everything in my strong box in, in sort of a delirious state at one point in order to get him to save his life and, and help him. Um, and Ezra does all this work and then they're, they're basically strong, but it was strong box, strong box. Is that the right word? Whatever. Some safer or something in his ship. It was like, there's nothing in it. Hardly just a, like a tiny, a, a few credits, you know? And so Ezra felt rightly so very cheated um, on that, but I, I had a hard time caring about anybody or anything that was happening. And that was the main thing is, is that, you know, it was short, maybe if they'd really taken more time to develop uh, and give me some history or, you know, have somebody kill a puppy, you know, to make you hate the villain. Um, Maybe, maybe have, have like a, he's got a pet that he takes care of or, you know, or whatever. There's just nothing to make me, make me like Ezra or care about him or think he's a good person. Um, and there was nothing that really 
made me care about any of the side characters either. Other than that, it was cool that Bosk was there. And, and like I said, I didn't mind the portrayal of them. I thought it was pretty good. Did y'all have any of the comments? Don't turn like eat their opponents and stuff. Like what one in, in one of the Clone Wars episodes, they were like hunting, hunting people and they were going to eat them. Oh yeah. Um, I remember that. Like I wanted him to try to eat Ezra. The whole time, you know, okay. like, sure. like, come on, you're not like promise him the credits, lure him into the ship and then like have a fork and be like, you're mine yeah. now. I think it's more <laughs> that they could and that maybe Trandoshans are more likely to be that kind of brute, but but not necessarily. That's not necessarily true of all of their race, that they'll just eat anything and anybody. But that was my impression. Another we were Another we were that episode thing. that you're referring to was a, a Trandoshan troop of like horrible criminals that were capturing people and bringing them to the, to their hunting jungle and then hunting them down right and I'm assuming that's yeah. what you're referring like on to on their home planet on their home planet so these were not these was were like not? yeah but these but these were not like normal Trandoshans that was my impression these were like the the bad guys right the bad Trandoshans and I imagine there's some good Trandoshans out there. So, so another, and this is silly that it bothered me, but his his weapon was a mortar gun. Okay, Bosk's that was weapon the name was of mortar gun. Bosk's That's weapon right. was a mortar mm-hmm. gun. You know That's what a mortar right. is, right? A mortar. You drop it in the tube, and it. <laughs> yeah. yeah really Do you know how I know what a mortar explosion. is, John? Really quick side tangent from Army you know? Men. Yeah, <laughs> Army <laughs> Men, the video game. Uh, and I, I, uh, a mortar. A mortar. Uh, every time your, your sergeant <laughs> would run over a weapon, he would say the name of the weapon a bazooka, a mortar. Yeah. I think and I played so that. Fun. Such a fun <laughs> yeah. game. I would like love a green Army Men game video game that I oh, never yeah. played. But not the yeah. Nintendo 64 ones. The, the no, top the down. PlayStation 2. That's one yeah. I played. Oh, PlayStation 2. No, PlayStation no, not one, those. PlayStation 1. Not those. Maybe, oh, maybe those. Probably one. Maybe. We played it on PC. Okay. Um, and you anyway. could, it was the first game I ever could play, uh, you know, online multiplayer. Because I'd play with our cousins. Oh, yeah. uh, cool. Army men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't remember that we played online multiplayer. Well, but I do I mean, remember I, playing I through those Daniel games and, and thinking they were so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. The, zomb- the second one where the zombie army men come out and you're like on the beach. That's one yeah. That's one level that's really iconic to me. It's like a beach. You're on the oh, beaches yeah. and there's all these zombie toys to that, that come into these portals from from the other, you know, from the human realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. Anyway, the more good. I don't know why like that bothered it. me. Mortar yeah. gun. I mean, what's wrong with a mortar, mortar gun? gun in a bar? It's going to blow up everything. A mortar firing from. <clears throat> let's, come on. Did he fire the mortar gun a in the mortar bar? Gun. Yeah, I think he did. That's why he got in trouble. Oh, he well. shot people with a mortar gun. <laughs> Maybe they're little mortars. <laughs> <laughs> Those are called More bullets. Like a, <laughs> mini mortar. <laughs> mini mortar gun. <laughs> Those are called bullets. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's though something that is George Lucas's design though. Like, did he use a mortar gun in the original trilogy? Be I feel like that. I, I think that's the weapon he was. Maybe or did we even get? Did we even see him with a weapon in the original trilogy? I don't know. Hmm. 
know, or even in the Clone Wars cartoon. I wonder, I wonder if he just, that's just the weapon that he had that the rebels people just had to work with. So I don't know. I, I know that's silly that that bothered me, but it was yeah, very distracting as okay. I was falling asleep reading. But, uh, <laughs> like, how would that even work? What do you mean a mortar? <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of weapons, though, what about Ezra's? Um, I thought it was cool in the book until I saw it in the short. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, that's not as cool as I imagined so, in the book. So it's, on, it's on the cover. That's how I pictured it, you know? And it, it was yeah. about how I pictured it when I saw it in the short, because on the cover, it shows it. If you look on the cover of your book, it's got him like holding back a bullet. And, um, and I think it's one of these, it doesn't really take ammo. It's just when you pull back this, this it's a slingshot. It's a wrist slingshot. And when you pull it back, it sort of just, magically makes this energy bullet. Yeah. So, um, the reason I'm okay with it is okay. because the Night Sisters had those energy bows. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and those were cool, though. And, yeah. and those were okay to me, right? Like, I was yeah, like, I okay, thought those energy were cool. bow, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I can, Infinite arrows, energy bows, that's, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it uh, in my mind that that technology is available, right? Yeah, yeah sure. A little Although you should, you should have already thought that from Chewbacca's crossbow, right? Yeah, it's a little why else would it be a crossbow? Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll have to check the manufacturers <laughs> and see if they're the same. <laughs> uh, so you yeah. didn't mind it. Well, that surprised me, John. I fully expected you to hate the, the slingshot, wrist slingshot. So I still might hate it. We'll see okay. how much I see of it. And I'm afraid, I don't know. I hope he doesn't use it the whole whole time. Yeah. I think he will. I think that's going to be his like his his identity uh, yeah. weapon. So it'll be that, and I think that he become a. I feel like maybe I've seen him with a lightsaber or something too. So maybe he's the guy who becomes a Jedi. We'll see. We'll talk about that a little bit later on one of the shorts. Um, uh, Drew, can I you thought John a would... Jedi using a slingshot. Like really? No, you're starting to make me hate it, Cliff. Okay, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate this. Yes, go on my side. <laughs> maybe he's not a Jedi. I don't actually know. Um, I the uh, I know very very little about any of these characters. It's a one now. The- Congratulations! It's a one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you would hate the slingshot, John, and I thought you would like it, Drew. What was your impression on the slingshot? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just from the book or the short. Well, the, I just you already said you liked it from the book, right? Like but, in the book, I I'm no, just asking for more details. So when I'm thinking of the book. And the way he used it, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just visualized something I, different. That's really the best way to put it. I just didn't think it would light up and be so bright and colorful and <laughs> shiny and make sure. all these sparkles with it. That's that's not what I had in my mind. So right, and yeah. again, it's it it's more just not what I was thinking when I was reading okay. and putting yeah. myself there. You know, it really didn't bother me too much. Um, and, and I kind of liked the memories it gave me because you think about it, this is a, I don't know. Do we know how old Ezra is? Did it ever say that in the book? I don't know. But he's like a child, right? He's not like a young adult. Pretty sure he's a child still, maybe 14 or 15. I'm, you know, maybe 13. I imagine he's right around that really yeah, young that's what I would assume. range. Um, 14 in season one is what this so, is. So it really makes sense He's that he would have age. 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
It makes sense that he wouldn't have a lethal weapon. It's a little bit different when you're a Jedi in training, right? You're you're pedal, but I can I just think you're run of the mill, you know, kid on some planet, even a very dangerous planet, isn't going to be carrying around a, a blaster that could kill people, right? Because they're children. You don't give children weapons that kill people in general. So I like that. I yeah. I think it fits his character. We had slingshots growing up, and I actually have a memory when we lived in Nebraska. So it was I must have been. I was definitely elementary school, probably second or third grade. And I, I remember because I was, I was out and I, there was a squirrel and I cornered the squirrel and I was shooting him and I was on some construction site and I was breaking glass. I didn't even think about the glass. That is this that, story real or are you just making this? This is up? real. No, this is real. I got this squirrel like, like in, he went in this hole to run away from me. He couldn't get out. There was some glass down there and I was like shooting at him. And then at one moment it like hit me. I was like, I'm a monster. What am I doing? That poor creature. <laughs> I never hit him. I was like trying to hit him and getting frustrated. You know? And I finally was like, okay, I got to give him a bridge to get out. So I gave him like a piece of wood and I broke somebody's glass. I just, I, I haven't even thought about that. It was probably needed for the, like the construction project. No, I was just thinking about the squirrel. Anyway, it reminded me of the fact that when I was a kid, I also had a slingshot. Um, that was pretty powerful, really. I mean, it was these, it was one of those that kind of has a, a brace on, on your wrist. wrist and you pull it back real far, and you know, you, you're gonna get, I mean, you could go to prison for it, frankly, if you shot somebody, you know, because you could hurt somebody if you shot them like in the face or something, you know. We're allowed to shoot each other. So you got oh, one dude. guy with a mortar gun and the other guy with a lawn non lethal sling. There's not really a good yeah. balance there, you know. It's like so let's talk gonna about- blow you up or Hit you with a rock right yeah, yeah yeah let's talk about ezra though so what do we learn about ezra because that's that's sort of really i think the major takeaway from this leading into the series you know definitely get a little bit of the character in the sense that he's on his own um no real parent sort of an not an outcast poor um but as far as where they're going with that it it reminds me a little bit of Luke, actually, sort of the backdrop for it in the sense of not really family that we know of, you know, Uncle Ben and all, but not real close. And they didn't they weren't there in the story very much at all. And so um, young youth with potentially limitless potential. Um, it's Uncle Owen. Owen. Did I say what did I say? The Uncle Ben. Ben. No. Yeah. Uncle Owen and Aunt Thank Baru. You. What is an Aunt Baru? <laughs> you did that very well. <laughs> well, I uh he gave me more of like a young solo vibe, I guess. because um, mm. he was a swindler, you know, he's yeah. cheating people out of money, doing what he can to get by. You know, we don't we don't we have not seen like a fourteen year old solo. Yeah, we have right? when Solo. Your favorite your favorite 14, of the Star Wars films. He? <laughs> he was a kid. Yeah, it was older 14. Than 14 though. I don't know. Like they were like they were, they were mm, no, they're the at the beginning there's a scene where he's like a little kid and then he grows up okay. before the movie gets rolling, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, I I think I've seen several once. And he's like an or, he's like in an orphanage even at at, at a point okay. hearing it. Probably fell asleep then too. Um <laughs> anyway, the uh that's kind of the, more of the solo vibes I get. Because he's more sure. of a, uh, he's not, I mean, he's not being honest, right? 
Yeah. But he's still the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's never left Lothal, his home planet. Um, and so he, he exposes some of his ignorance in his conversations with Bosk as far as what it's like to be anywhere else, basically. You know, obviously the orphan thing, the swindler. He's a good pickpocket. That's important, I think. And I, I assume that will continue to come up because they made a big point of that in the book. They show that in the short that we'll talk about at the end here. Um, and then, yeah, the slingshot weapon was the only other thing that I really um, – latched on to so okay, i mean he's, he's all right uh, i'm i'm reserving more judgment. of a aladdin aladdin vibe yeah i okay. get that actually yeah. yeah. gotta eat the lid sure. gotta steal the eat otherwise we get along wrong <laughs> <laughs> he does have this mentor which is interesting you know purple that he cares about so this mentor has obviously yeah. treated him well and took him under his wing and taught him the ways of the the crime you know of stealing and pickpocketing and, you know, being, being involved in things to cheat people out of money, but, but has been nice to him in the process has cared about him. Uh, anyway, anything else about the book? All right. Yeah. I guess not. Let's talk about the shorts First short has a really clever title. I loved this title. The machine in the ghost is what the title of the short is. And obviously, it's a play on the ghost in the machine, which is, I know it from anime. That's about all I know it from. And I've not actually seen it, but I've heard that title a lot. It's a very iconic anime uh, manga thing that people talk about. Um, Who is it? Didn't, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, The Black Widow actress. She played the main character from that anime in the live action version of it a few years ago believe what? i think that's right yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's right yeah the the ghost in the machine there was a live action it, uh, version ghost of it. in the shell no no um, yeah you're right it is ghost in the shell yeah i was like ghost wrong the- yeah what is ghost in the machine that's something maybe that's just a, a phrase people use i don't know it's a play on that <laughs> i'm sure of it <laughs> <laughs> but it's the machine in the ghost and it's because it's about the main character of this one was Chopper, the the mm-hmm. annoying droid. And I say that because okay, yeah. we have already established him as the annoying droid from yeah. our interaction with him in the Bad Batch, right? We saw the Bad Batch episode with him in it and did not like him at the time. I don't think any of us did. Uh, I know John did. I don't think you did either, Drew. And I know I did. I know I didn't like him. Um, but the ghost is the name of the ship that they're on, the sort of Millennium Falcon-esque um, freighter, transport smuggling ship that that uh, that that is piloted by Hera and Kanan. I think I'm saying Kanan right. I'm pretty sure Hera's right. Hera and Kanan, and they're obviously in a relationship. There's one moment at the end where they almost kiss, um, and it's not like a oh we almost kissed. It's more like a they, they were about to and just chose not to, but it was a normal thing for them to, to express some um, affection for one another. So I, I, unless they were just messing with Chopper at that moment, but I get the impression that that was legit and that they're in a relationship and that they, they fly the ship together. Um, Hera uh, and Kanan are the, the main characters and uh, maybe Chopper too. I would assume Chopper too are the main characters for, the, the novel that we're about to read. And so we learn uh, detailed backstory of them over the next few weeks. 
or a couple weeks or however long it takes us to read that. Um, but there's not a lot that happens here. Basically they're, they're taking down some tie fighters. Uh, they use chopper. One of them's on the gun. One of them's, one of them's piloting. Here's the pilot. Kanan's the shooter. Um, and they are having chopper deliver messages back and forth. And then chopper's getting frustrated because they're telling him, telling him different things. And then at the, the very end of it, chopper's just like, forget it. And he goes and, and just takes care of it himself and mans a gun and, and takes out the last tie fighter. So not about all there is to it. It was a, you know, I thought it was, it was fine. Did y'all have any impressions of this? The most memorable thing was when Chopper showed up. I said, "Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> I said it out loud. Oh man! So okay. I'm pretty sure I, I that he's the, a main uh, component of Rebels. Yeah, go ahead. I liked the animation of the Tie Fighters, and yeah. like, I, I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, if, if this is going to be what Rebels animation is, me uh, too." Specifically, the the battle in the in the sky. Uh, pretty pumped about it. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really in agreement. I liked it better than the Clone Wars stuff so far, even just from these shorts. I think the, the animation in this, the aesthetic and the feel of it. Now, <clears throat> one thing about the ghost, you know, the only reason I really knew about it before now was because when uh, Rising Episode Skywalker nine. came out, yeah, yeah, people right. pointed out that it was in that last fleet of. Right. You know, people that were still resistant to uh, okay. um, evil that showed yeah. up to, to save the day. And so, and, you know, I think that that's cool. I like. Yeah, I'm wondering like who was time. piloting it. Was it Hera piloting it? Was it Ezra piloting it? Right. Was it their whole crew as older, older folk uh, piloting it? Mm-hmm. Um, was it their children? I don't know. We'll find out. Because this is this takes place so long before Rise of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, uh, um, some of them aren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. This is the rebellion. This is pre episode four. Right. So, would it be like pre Rogue One series time after Obi Wan series? I think. But before, well, you know, I don't know. After, maybe, maybe I'm being during, too, too specific. Maybe during, probably right around the same time. Yeah. Which would put him not a whole lot older than Luke. I'm trying to figure out your it's timing. Hearing Obi Wan. Oh, right. Sure. So similar age to Luke, but a little bit older, mm-hmm. potentially, or maybe the same age as Luke, depending on the timing on of it. Right. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing to point out. Drew, did you have anything you noticed from this, or liked, or disliked, or other than just not liking Chopper? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I generally enjoyed. With all this, will go for all of them. I generally yeah. enjoyed the art style. Um, okay. You know, very Clone Wars esque, a lot cleaner than the early Clone Wars, a lot smoother. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, okay. So we got we got our introduction to Hera and Chopper and Kane in there. Why don't we just let's do a a one to ten impression of them? Uh, let's start with Chopper. We can do. It. You don't have to give an explanation. Just just one to ten. Chopper. I'm going to go a. I'll go a three. That's what I was thinking. Okay, John. He wasn't as annoying. Not not this time. Maybe I'll say a, maybe I'll say a five. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Kanan. Six? No, I'll go seven. I liked him. John? I, I'll probably a five. There's not enough. I'll tell you right okay. now. I'm, I'm going to say not enough to go on yet. With any of these guys. From yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Hera. I liked Hera. I liked, I liked her attitude. 
I liked the dynamics between her. I liked her, her expressions of frustration, you know, just the little things that you get. It's kind of like, okay, this is a likable person for me. I'm giving an explanation when I said we didn't need to, but I'm going to give her an eight. I'm going to stick with the six. Okay. Probably say around a five. She's an eight, but she has chopper for a droid. Yeah. She's not a, a great judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, the next episode, or next not episode, short was about Specter Five was her her call sign or whatever. Um, but Sabine is her name. Um, she sneaks into a base went wearing Mandalorian armor, um, does some colorful graffiti on a Tie Fighter, and verbally spars with some stormtroopers, and then physically spars with those same stormtroopers. Sets off a bomb. Um, that I initially thought just literally murdered a bunch of soldiers yeah. randomly, but turns out now nah, she just, she just covered them with paint. So paintball mode active and uh, non-lethal, <laughs> non-lethal sneak in. And uh, mission. I don't really know what, what she was trying to accomplish, um, but she sent up a big pink cloud and covered the soldiers with, I think purple, I think it was a pink cloud and covered the soldiers with purple paint. And she yeah. took off her helmet and it was like, look at the colors in her hair is also dyed um, different colors. So, you know, she likes colors, I guess. Her Mandalorian outfit looks like she's been to a rave. I mean, it's, it's all color. Or color <laughs> That's or true. That's true. So, so, so she's very much a, a she likes colors. All right. That's like quite. a hippie Mandalorian. Hippie. <laughs> I didn't get hippie vibes. <laughs> It was more like, like color red. Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Expressing her individuality through color was the impression that I got, you know, which some people do. That's fine. Um, she's speedy. She jumps around and she likes colors. I don't know. That's all I got. She was cool. I'll give her a seven. I'm going to go a five, I think. Okay. John? I'll probably, uh, probably seven. Okay. Awesome. I like the Mando stuff's cool, you know. Yep. Anything else about art attack? Bring out. There wasn't a lot to it, you know. I, I don't have a clue I'm if it's disappointed that they survived. <laughs> that it was just paint. I'm like, what's the <laughs> point? Why are you why are you just going like painting? I, I'm assuming they are just trying to spread word about the rebellion and make it more of a symbolic, you know because everybody's cheering her when she comes out and they're looking at the colors and yeah you know so it's it's more of a symbolism killing them would have done the same yeah sure with purple paint bombs yeah i'm wondering if this is going to be a a less less disturbing show than clone wars was i'm I'm getting the impression already getting that lighter And I'm okay with it. I actually have. I really like that. Is one thing I will say about this is I liked the the vibe of the dialogue between her and the stormtroopers. It was all very silly, and I think in the Clone Wars series that would have bothered me. I would have not liked it. But something about the aesthetic here and the feel and the voice acting and sort of the the just the the whole yeah just the whole feel of it gave me a gave me like entertainment. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed her jumping around. I enjoyed that it was a little bit silly and light. Um, and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for some just, I don't have to sit down and get ready to get emotional. I can just, just enjoy some light content, hopefully. So 
and maybe that's what all of Rebels is going to be. Maybe it's all a little bit lighter. I, yeah. you know, judging from this, it seems like it's going to be. Sure. Um, so I just have to get my mindset all around that, <laughs> you know, get prepared. All like, okay. shots and paint grenades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. The next episode was called Entanglement. And it was Zeb, who is an Australian alien that we've never seen before. I don't know what his race is. Um, Tiger Man, sort of, you know. He has those like tiger stripes that are, I think, is he purple or blue? I think he's blue, right? Yeah, yeah. Blue-ish, blue-grayish. Um, anyway, he's just That's some animal. Climb like a spider, chameleon. too, or mm-hmm. a chameleon or something. What? He's is he climbing on the TIE fighter, like. Did I, or did oh. I just imagine that wrong? I don't know. I thought he just climbed up the TIE fighter like anybody would, but he's a big guy, um, sort of a brute, right? He's he's not using blasters. He's got his basically a bow staff, right? I mean, it has electric ends, but but it gives you the uh, gave me at least a bow staff vibe, um, and he just beats up on the stormtroopers like one punch, and they go flying across the room, kind of thing. He's not afraid of stormtroopers. Like four or five of them can show up and he's like, eh, it's fine. I'll, I'll just punch him. I mean, he's not dumb. I'm making him sound dumb, um, intelligent. But um, yeah, nothing happened in this episode. We did see, and I should mention this about the last one too. Uh, Sabine was communicating with the ghost. So she's part of the team, right? Same thing here. He mentioned Kanan's name on his communicator. So he's part of the team. These are all people that are going to be connected. So we're getting like an introduction to the team that I think we're going to be spending a lot of time with here. Um, I liked Zeb just fine. Um, I, I didn't have strong feelings about this other than similar, like lighthearted beat up on stormtroopers. This was kind of fun, you know, I uh, didn't overstay its welcome vibes. Um, any thoughts on this one? Entanglement. Similarly, I liked the way and not so much the way they looked in the air, but I did I did like the aesthetic of the way this TIE fighters looked even parked in the docks. So, yeah, been about it. They've done a really good job with this animation. Um, I'll give Zeb a I'll give him a seven again. I'll go an eight. I think he's an eight. I think I think Zeb's an eight. I'm probably at a six. Oh, okay. He's kind of the uh, the well-spoken Chewy, right? Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a good way. He's not afraid of some stormtroopers, right? Right. But he also yeah. doesn't talk in a British accent. In British? I, I was getting Australian was vibes. That, well, maybe maybe Australian. But then maybe he said Australian one word that I was like, accent. "Wait, is is this a fake Australian accent?" Because I feel like maybe you should have said that sure. word differently. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maybe it's New Zealand. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know yeah. my accents at all, and we're both totally wrong. Yeah. Maybe a sophisticated jury is what it sounds like. So. Right. I mean, anything English that doesn't sound uh, American is British, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's all derived from their colonization of the world. Like English all sources yeah. back to England. So it's not, I mean, not inaccurate to call it British, right? Britishish. That's fine. Because you could say we have a British accent if we're going to do that, which we kind of do because we say we have an English. We speak English, right? So English is England. Uh, all right. Final episode was the final chapter of the book, uh, final short. And it was Ezra um, basically seeing the ghost in the air. 
um, it described it as a, as a freighter. And at first I, I was thinking millennium. Fa- I was like, is the millennium Falcon here? You know, cause it shoots out a tie fighter. The tie fighter crashes obviously ends up being ghosts, not the millennium Falcon, but, um, uh, he runs over and sprints to this tie fighter cause he sees an opportunity to steal some valuable things from the pilot. So he helps the pilot quote unquote, open the hatch and then he jumps in there with him and he's talking to him and annoying him. And he steals two things off the ship. He steals the guy's helmet. And then when the guy realizes it, um, well, I mean, Ezra outs himself and is kind of laughing at the guy. The guy opens fire on him, but uh, Ezra shoots a slingshot ball into the cockpit and takes him out. So uh, non-lethally, but takes him out. Normally, um, that's pretty much it. That's property of Ezra Bridger is the title of that episode. So I assume the beginning Clone Wars series episodes will probably about be about how he joins the ghost crew. That's my assumption. Wait, say that again? Rebels. Rebels. Ghost crew. Yeah. What did I say? Okay, Clone Wars? You, Rebels. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The beginning Rebels actual series stuff, I assume will probably be about how Ezra gets connected in with these other these other ghost people because he obviously doesn't know them yet. Right. We know that from the book that he has no idea that these people are. Whereas the other shorts established them as already being a team. Uh, Ezra is not a part of that yet. Yeah. I think I'm going to like him really just the way he carried himself in the the short, the way he was sneaky, sly and, you know, quick witted everything. I, sure. you know, if they keep that up, I think I'll enjoy his character. Yeah, I agree. After watching this, I liked him better. Yeah. Than when I read the book, I think it's funny that he likes helmets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> was he, he like collecting I hope he gets in the to book? See Darth Vader. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I hope at some point he sees helmet. Darth Vader and he's like, "I gotta have that." <laughs> <laughs> Is that something we know? Does he does he collect helmets or did he just take it to sell it? Or I think it said he, he collects them in, in the, the book, right? Very. Yeah, in the very beginning of the book, it talked about him collecting right. helmets. Yeah, which okay. you read like he, six you know, months ago, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I thought the opening scene was really cool, but with the ghost and the TIE fighter. That was a neat little exchange battle there. Oh, like in the clouds, yeah. you hear the yeah, animation. Go, that was cool. see, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I think space battles are going to be fun. I, you know, after watching the shorts and, and enjoying the end of the book, I didn't, I was a little bored through the book, but then I kind of liked the ending. Um, the uh that watching the shorts made me ready like i'm i'm down i'm i'm ready to just watch that first episode and yet we will be waiting um until well, let's give ezra a ranking i'm gonna give ezra like a like a six so far i like him okay but not my favorite i'm gonna go with seven up probably five five okay um we're gonna be reading the uh the novel i forget what it's called a new dawn a new that's dawn. it a new dawn and I, I assume all three of us are going to be utilizing the audiobook version of that because I think, uh, you know, we agree that reading is horrible and no one should ever have to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, it's so hard to read this junior novel. I'm like, I mean, if we ever have like a regular novel that doesn't have an audiobook, I think we're, I think we're in trouble. I don't think that's even an option for us, frankly. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh that'll be fun all right if you want to email us um and i didn't check my email this week but um i'm pretty sure we don't have any uh send an email to star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com you know what i'll just 
I'm afraid. I hope this doesn't mess up the Zoom call. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check my email. Let's just make sure. Nope. Yeah, you're still there. Good. I'm looking at a, a list of advertisement all the way. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. So, if you want to email us, send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com and uh, leave us a review on iTunes and do all that other kind of stuff. Or don't, you know, tell, tell your friends about us or don't. You know, just listen to the next episode. That'd be pretty cool. Good enough. I forget what I do at the end here. It's been so long. Is there anything else I normally do? <laughs> Drew, you normally tell us what we're going to watch next week, but that's just. But you just novel, did. So, oh, yeah. All right. Well. Y'all have anything else you want to say? No. Thanks for listening.